Hello, children. It's your father. It's been an in interesting few days. I, you guys are on a vacation with your mom and your grandma, your mom's mom, and I had some time to myself to write, to read, to relax. The last, the last few weeks have been extraordinarily stressful. And with the job that I do, you'd think, oh, how could it be more stressful than what you do? But it's been so stressful, and I needed time to myself. And your mom is an angel sent from heaven. She gets me. She knows how to take care of me. She knows when I need something, even before I do. And I was on a flight the other day. This young couple sat next to me, and we're talking... And they've been together five years, and I told them, yeah, I've been with my wife, 25. That's 17 married and, you know, you know eight, seven or eight, uh, just dating. And they said, what's the secret? And I'm still trying to figure that one out. I think it's commitment. Sorry, I'm like yelling. My voice. volume is going up high and low. I think, I think it's commitment. It's not giving up. Falling in love is one thing. That's the easy part. Staying in love is the other. It's the more important part. When you say your marriage vows, it's a covenant. And when I say covenant, that's I would describe it as a, a holy, H-O-L-Y, unbreakable contract. Now, you kids might have some really difficult marriages. In fact, every marriage is difficult. And there's biblical reasons to end a marriage. So don't misquote me on that. Jesus spoke, I believe, Matthew 17. Infidelity is one of them. So don't feel like I, you're listening to this and you're going through a really hard time in your life. And it's a, you're in a difficult marriage. And you think, oh, well, my dad's saying I can't get out of it. If there's a biblical reason, you know, counsel, get counsel with a pastor and then split. Uh, I'm not telling you, if you're being physically abused, get the heck out of there. Really, and this especially goes for the entrepreneur, if you're being physically abused, you need to tell me. I, I have no problem doing a life sentence. I will skip into the prison, but... Sorry, this is a Christian podcast. I'm talking about a hypothetical <laughs> murder. We'll cut that. I'm not going to cut that. I'm just going to say I want to cut it. Sorry, that was a long pause. After my f father's death, I've really been thinking about my mortality. My oldest sibling knows about this podcast, and so does your mom. One of my close friends who does graphic design did the, did the label for the podcast, and my friend Justin knows about it. I'm just going to say his name because it's a common name, and so I'm sure people aren't going to be able to track him down.
before you guys went on this trip that I knew I was going to be a part of, I sat down the namesake, the king, and the spy. And, you know, spoiler alert for those that aren't listening or that don't know. They're boys, okay? I got a girl and three boys. I think it's, it's evident for the, for the graphic design, the label to this. It's a princess and three knights, okay? I, I sat you guys down and I said, listen, you guys are the men in this, in this trip. You got to protect your mom. And the namesake says, I don't think we could do that physically, Dad. And I'm like, well, that's probably true. You're, you're, you're 10. You guys are 10, 8, and 6. Okay, I get it. Not physically. But you can listen to her. And you could be aware of the situation and you, you know, not don't be, take any foolish, uh, you know, don't take any, um, what's it called? Am I forgetting this? Don't make any foolish decisions to get, that might get you into danger, so. And uh, the second day you guys were gone, I, I called your mom up to say, hey, how's, how are you guys doing? The namesake gets on the phone and says, Dad, we're trying really hard to listen to what you told us. So that was really sweet. It was really sweet. You guys are so adorable. We spent, I think, the, the last few days swimming. So now, uh, you know, the last podcast I said we were going to end it on a poem. We're, we're going to end it on a poem this time. And it's called If Tomorrow Starts Without Me. And I'm going to have it read. It's read by Tom Obedlam. I pulled it from YouTube. I'm sorry. but It's a beautiful poem. Growing up, my dad talked about what would happen when he goes to heaven. And he had a lot of really great ideas that, that made me comforted. I have some ideas, too. I'll share them with you. Eventually. Numbers 4. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Take a census of the sons of Kohath from among the children of Levi by their families, by their father's house. From thirty years old and above, even to fifty years old, all who enter the service to do the work in the tabernacle of meeting. This is the service of the sons of Kohath in their tabernacle of meeting relating to the most holy things. When the camp prepares to journey, Aaron and his son shall come, and they shall take down the covering veil and cover the ark of the testimony with it. Then they shall put on it a covering of badger skins and spread over that a cloth entirely of blue, and they shall insert its poles. On the table of showbread they shall spread a blue cloth and put on it the dishes, the pans, the bowls, and the pitchers for the pouring. Excuse me. And the sh- and the showbread shall be on it. They shall spread over them a scarlet cloth and cover the same with a covering of badger skins. And they shall insert its poles. Oh, by the way, this is the New King James Version. I'm still reading from my dad's small Bible. And they shall take a blue cloth and cover the lampstand of the light with its lamps, its wick trimmers, its trays, and all the oil vessels with which they service it. They shall put it with all the utensils in a covering of badger skins and put it on a carrying beam. Over the golden altar they shall spread a blue cloth and cover it with a covering of badger skins and they shall insert the poles. Then they shall take all the utensils of the service with which they minister in the sanctuary, put them in a blue cloth cover with them covering badger. What's it doing? 
coming about and put them on a carrying beam. They shall take away the ashes from the altar and spread a purple cloth over it. They shall put on it all its implements with which they minister there, the firepans, the forks, the shovels, the basins, and all the utensils of the altar, and they shall spread on it a covering of badger skins and insert its bowls. When Aaron and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and all the furnishings of the sanctuary, when the camp is set to go, then the sons of the Kohath shall come to carry them. For they shall not touch any holy thing, lest they die. These are the things in the tabernacle of meeting of which the sons of Kohath are to carry. I'm reading so much out loud that I'm yawning, so I apologize. I'm going to have a sip of this cherry coke. Maybe they can keep me up. It's close to midnight. I don't know why I just told you the time. The appointed duty of Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, is the oil for the light, the sweet incense, the daily grain offering, the anointing oil, the oversight of all the tabernacle of all that is in it with the sanctuary and its furnishings. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, saying, Do not cut off the tribe of the families of the Kohathites from among the Levites, but do this in regard to them, that they may live and not die when they approach the most holy things. Aaron and his sons shall go in and point each of them uh, to his service and his task. They shall not go in to watch while the holy things are being covered, lest they die. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, also take a census of the sons of Gershon by their father's house, by their families, from thirty years old and above, even to fifty years old. You shall number them. All who enter shall number them, all who enter to perform the service, to do the work in the tabernacle of meeting. This is the service of the families of the Gershonites in serving and carrying. They shall carry the curtains of the tabernacle and the tabernacle of meeting with its covering, the covering of badger skins that is on They just love badgers. Vicious lion. The screen for the door of the tabernacle of meeting. The screen for the door of the gate of the court, and the hangings of the court which are around the tabernacle and altar, and their cords, all the furnishings for their service, and all that is made for them, all for these things, so shall they serve. Aaron and his sons shall assign all the service of the sons of the Gershonites all their tasks and all their service, and you shall appoint to them all their tasks as their duty. This is the service of the families of the sons of Gershon in their tabernacle of meeting, and their duty shall be under the authority of Ithamar, the son of Aaron the priest. As for the sons of Merari, you shall number them by their families and by their father's house. Where the heck am I? From 30 years old and above, even the 50 years old, you shall number them, everyone who enters the service, to do the work of the tabernacle of meeting. And this is what they must carry as their service for all the tabernacle of meeting. The boards of the tabernacle, its bars, its pillars, its sockets, and the pillars around the court with their sockets, pegs, and cords, with all their furnishings and all their service, and you shall assign to each man by name the items he must carry. This is the service of the families of the sons of Merari as their service for the tabernacle of meeting under the authority of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. 
And Moses, Aaron, and the leaders of the congregation numbered the sons of Pithakohite. So embarrassing. I'm yawning so much. I'm, I'm really sorry, kids. And by, the, by their families and their father's house. From 30 years old and above, even to 50 years old, even those, even, everyone who enters the service for work in the tabernacle of the meeting, and those who were numbered by their families were 2,750. These were the ones who were numbered of the families of the Kohathites, all who might serve in the tabernacle of meeting, who Moses and Aaron numbered according to the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses, and those who were numbered of the sons of Gershon by their families and by their father's house, from thirty years old and above even to fifty years old, everyone who entered the service for the work in the tabernacle of meeting, those who were numbered by their families by their father's house, were two thousand six hundred and thirty. These are the ones who are numbered of the families of the sons of Gershon, all who might serve in the tabernacle of meeting, whom Moses and Aaron numbered according to the commandment of the Lord. Those of the families of the sons of Merari, who are numbered by their families by their father's house, from thirty years old and above, even to fifty years old, <laughs> everyone who entered the service for work in the tabernacle of meeting. Those who were numbered by their families were three thousand two hundred. These are the ones who are numbered of the families of the sons of Merari, whom Moses and Aaron numbered according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses, all who are numbered of the Levites, whom Moses, Aaron, and the leaders of Israel numbered by their families and by their fathers' houses, from thirty years old and above, even to fifty excuse me, I'm going way too fast, I apologize. Uh, even to fifty years old, everyone who came to do the work of service and the work of bearing burdens in their tabernacle of meeting. Those who were numbered were 8,580. According to the commandment of the Lord, they were numbered by the hand of Moses, each according to his service and according to his task. Thus uh, were they numbered by him as the Lord commanded Moses. What's uh, interesting is the Levites here, and we'll definitely get to chapter 5. The Levites are are, um, numbering... uh, or they're counting these people at age 30. And I believe that's when the priest, when your job as a priest starts, if you're in the Levitical tribe. And that's exactly when Jesus started his ministry, when he turned 30. I don't think I'm going to get through a lot of chapters tonight, because it is midnight. i got to wake up early. How, how far am I? I would love to get to, like, to 10. You know, I'm not saying it's a boring book. She's not really concentrated on. <laughs> Sorry, I got the sniffles. I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to blow my nose. Because this is just ridiculous. I want to hear the Bible, not some not me sniffling. Hang on one second. I apologize. Oh, I'm going to get up. That is so much better. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm gonna stretch or something. Oh, gosh. Let's do this. Numbers, chapter 5. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they put out of the camp every leper, everyone who has a discharge, 
and whoever becomes defiled by a corpse. You shall put out both male and female. You should put them outside the camp that they may not defile their camps. Sorry, I'm cracking my knuckles. In the midst of which I dwell. This is like the least professional podcast I've ever done. The background noise, cracking my knuckles, reading too fast. And the, let's see. Might, may not defile their camps in the midst of which I dwell. And the children of Israel did so. I love it when that happens. And they did so. And put them outside the camp as the Lord spoke to Moses, so the children of Israel did. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel. When a man or woman commits any sin that men commit in unfaithfulness against the Lord, and that person is guilty, then he shall confess the sin which he has committed. He shall make restitution for his trespass in full plus one-fifth on it, and give it to the one he has wronged. But if the man has no relative to whom restitution may be made for the wrong, the restitution for the wrong must go to the Lord for the priest. In addition to the ram of the atonement which, with which atonement is made for him, every offering of all the holy things of the children of Israel, which they bring to the priest, shall be his. And every man's holy things shall be his. Whatever any man gives, the priest shall be his. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, If any man's wife goes astray and behaves unfaithfully toward him, and a man lies with her carnally, and it is hidden from the eyes of her husband, and it is concealed that she has defiled herself, and there is no witness against her, nor was she caught. If the spirit of jealousy comes upon him, and he becomes a jealous of his wife, who has defiled herself, or if the spirit of jealousy comes upon him, and he becomes jealous of his wife, although she has not defiled herself, then the man shall bring his wife to the priest. He shall bring the offering required for her, one-tenth of an ephah of barley meal. He shall pour no oil on it, and put no frankincense on it, because... It is a grain offering of jealousy, an offering for remembering, for bringing iniquity to remembrance. And the priest shall bring her near and set her before the Lord. The priest shall take holy water in an earthen vessel, take some of the dust that is on the floor of the tabernacle, and put it into the water. Then the priest shall stand the woman before the Lord, uncover the woman's head, and put the offering for remembering in her hands, which is the grain offering of jealousy. The priest shall have in his hand the bitter water that brings a curse. And the priest shall put her under oath and say to the woman, If no man has lain with you, and you have not gone astray to uncleanness, while under your husband's authority, be free from this bitter water that brings a curse. But if you have gone astray while under this husband's authority, and if you have defiled yourself and some man other than your husband has lain with you, the priest shall put the woman under the oath of the curse, and he shall say to the woman, The Lord make you a curse and an oath among your people, when the Lord makes your thigh rot and your belly swell. And may this water that causes the curse go into your stomach and make your belly swell and your thigh rot. Then the woman shall say, Amen, so be it. Then the priest shall write these curses in a book, and he shall scrape them off into the bitter water, and he shall make the woman drink the bitter water that brings a curse, and the water that brings the curse shall enter her to become bitter. Then the priest shall take the grain offering of jealousy from the woman's hand, shall wave the offering before the Lord and bring it to the altar. And the priest shall take the handful of the offering as its memorial portion, burn it on the altar, and afterward make the woman drink the water. When he has made her drink the water, 
than it shall be, if she has defiled herself and behaved unfaithfully toward her husband, that the water that brings a curse will enter her and become bitter, and her belly will swell, for her thigh will rot. And this is such a fascinating chapter. And she will become a curse among the people. But if the woman has not defiled herself and is clean, then she shall be freed and may conceive children. This is the law of jealousy. When a wife, while under her husband's authority, goes astray and defiles herself, or when the spirit of jealousy comes upon a man and he becomes jealous of his wife, then he shall stand the woman before the Lord, and the priest shall execute all this law upon her. Then the man shall be free from iniquity, but that woman shall bear his guilt. And no, I really don't understand that chapter. I just don't get it. But you know, we're going to keep reading. I don't have all the answers, guys. I'm the first to tell you that. I don't have all the answers. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, When either a man or a woman consecrates an offering to take the vow of a Nazarite to separate himself to the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and similar drink. He shall drink neither vinegar made from wine nor vinegar made from, let's say, from similar drink. Neither shall he drink any grape juice, nor eat fresh grapes or raisins. All the days of his separation he shall eat nothing that is produced by the grapevine from seed to skin. All the days of the vow of the separation, no razor shall come upon his head until the days are fulfilled for which he separated himself to the Lord. He shall be holy. Then he shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. All the days that he separates himself, oh, by the way, this is the Nazarene Oath. When you boys were younger, people would ask you, because you guys had long hair, I don't know what your hair is doing now. You guys have long hair right now. And I would tell people, especially at church, that you, that you guys took a Nazarene Oath. People that understand the Bible would laugh. Other people that haven't read Numbers don't have any clue what I'm saying. And I'm fine with that. People don't need to understand me when I talk to them. Uh, he shall not. All the days uh, that he separates himself to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead body. Paul had a Nazarene oath, by the way. And I believe um, there's one other person. In, I mean, there's a lot. But one other person in the Bible that I remember. But. John the Baptist, I think, took a Nazarene oath too. But I, again, I've I got to double check on that. He shall not make himself unclean even for his father or... Okay, wait, sorry. All the days... That he separates himself to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead body. He shall not make himself unclean, even for his father or his mother, for his brother or his sister when they die, because his separation to God is on his head. All the days of his separation he shall be holy to the Lord. And if anyone dies very suddenly beside him, and he defiles his consecrated head, then he shall shave his head on the day of his cleansing. On the seventh day he shall shave it. Then on the eighth day he shall bring two turtle doves, or two young pigeons to the priest, to the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And the priest shall offer one as a sin offering, and the other as a burnt offering, and make atonement for him, because he sinned in regard to the corpse. And he shall sanctify his head. That same day he shall consecrate to the Lord the days of his separation, and bring a male lamb in its first year as a trespass offering. But the former days shall be lost, because his separation was defiled. Now this is the law of the Nazarite. When the days of his separation are fulfilled, he shall be brought to the door of the tabernacle of meeting. 
and he shall present his offering to the Lord, one male lamb in its first year without blemish, as a burnt offering, one ewe lamb in its first year without blemish, as a sin offering, and one ram without blemish as a peace offering. Burnt, sin, peace. A basket of unleavened bread, cakes of fine flour mixed with oil, unleavened wafers anointing, anointed with oil, and their grain offering with their drink offerings. Then the priest shall bring them before the Lord and offer his sin offering and his burnt offering. And he shall offer the ram as a sacrifice of a peace offering to the Lord. With the basket of unleavened bread, the priest shall also offer its grain offering and its drink offering. Then the Nazarene shall shave his consecrated head at the door of the tabernacle meeting and shall take his hair from his consecrated head and put it on the fire, which is under the sacrifice of the peace offering. And the priest shall take the boiled shoulder of the ram, one unleavened cake from the basket and one unleavened wafer and put them upon the hands of the Nazarite after he has shaved and consecrated hair, his consecrated hair. And the priest shall wave them as a wave offering before the Lord. They are holy for the priest, together with the breast of the wave offering and the thigh of the heave offering. After that, the Nazarite may drink wine. This is the law of the Nazarite, who vows to the Lord the offering for his separation. And besides that, he, oh, also Samson. I think Samson did a Naz- Nazarite, the oath of the Nazarite. Sorry, I <laughs> remember mid-sentence. Uh, this is the law of the Nazarite who vows to the Lord the offering for a separation, and besides that, whatever else his hand is able to provide according to the vow with which he takes, so he must do according to the law of his separation. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Let's see, how long is... Chapter 7 is pretty long. So we're going to stop there. We're going to stop at chapter 6. We're going to do 4 through 6. So just like three chapters this time. So, which could be longer, but... But we're... It's, it's just not... Oh, excuse me. Hiccups and... And yawning and drinking and sneezing. Just, this is definitely not something that's ever going to be on the radio. I'll tell you that. Uh, the podcast is fine. I love you kids so much. I'm so proud of you. You guys are so different in your own ways, but I'm just so proud of you. I love you. Your mom loves you. Your grandparents adore you. There's nothing you can do to separate you guys from me loving you or to stop me from loving you. And I mean nothing. My love for you is unconditional. And what blows me away is God loves you even more. And I don't even know how that's possible, but... I'm a human with a human brain who cannot even understand our God. Because if I could, that God would not be worthy of worship. The great mystery of one of them. Time is over for this podcast. Love each other. Forgive each other. Spend time with each other. Encourage each other.
Don't talk bad about each other to other people. Be direct. If one of you offends them, forgive quickly. Love unconditionally. These are your siblings God has blessed you with. In all things, always and forever, do it for the kingdom and the king. When tomorrow starts without me, and I'm not there to see, if the sun should rise and find your eyes all filled with tears for me, I wish so much you wouldn't cry the way you did today, while thinking of the many things we didn't get to say. I know how much you love me, as much as I love you, and each time that you think of me, I know you'll miss me too. But when tomorrow starts without me, please try to understand that an angel came and called my name and took me by the hand and said my place was ready in heaven far above and that I'd have to leave behind all those I dearly love. But as I turned to walk away, a tear fell from my eye. For all my life I'd always thought I didn't want to die. I had so much to live for, so much left yet to do. It seemed almost impossible that I was leaving you. I thought of all the yesterdays, the good ones and the bad. I thought of all the love we shared and all the fun we had. If I could relive yesterday, just even for a while, I'd say goodbye and kiss you, and maybe see you smile. But then I fully realized that this could never be, for emptiness and memories would take the place of me. And when I thought of worldly things I might miss come tomorrow, I thought of you, and when I did, my heart was filled with sorrow. But when I walked through heaven's gates, I felt so much at home, when God looked down and smiled at me from his great golden throne. He said, this is eternity, and all I've promised you. Today, your life on earth is past, but here, life starts anew. I promise no tomorrow, but today will always last, and since each day is the same, there's no longing for the past. You have been so faithful, so trusting, and so true. Though there were times you did some things you knew you shouldn't do. But you have been forgiven, and now at last, you're free. So won't you come and take my hand, and share my life with me? So when tomorrow starts without me, don't think we're far apart. For every time you think of me, I'm right here in your heart.